In John chapter 4, Jesus describes the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. Verses 23 and 24. Yet a time is coming, it has now come, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. Now for the next few minutes, stay tuned to worship in spirit and truth with Pastor Jeff Scoggin. Jesus came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? I mean, just think about that, first of all, that, that Peter's here questioning Jesus. Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. Later you will understand. Pray with me for a moment. Lord, guide our hearts right now to see you clearly. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Andy McChesney is a friend of mine from high school days, and he is now the, the editor of the Moscow Times in Moscow, Russia, the English newspaper there. And he's also, he also writes a regular article in the Adventist Review now, a regular column. He wrote an article December 17, and he wrote a story in there that I just wanted to share with you that I just thought was perfect for today. And here's the story. Two young men, Russian young men in Zaukski Adventist Seminary, that's about an hour south of Moscow, theology students, and they were roommates. Denis and Kostya were their names. And, and apparently, as sometimes roommates can do, they had gotten on each other's nerves pretty badly. They, all day, they had been fighting with each other, arguing over every small thing. And when they went to bed that night, they were both angry. Neither one of them were willing to apologize at all but they were both wishing for peace. Well, the next morning, Kostya's alarm clock went off, and as usual, he hit the snooze button and turned back over and went to sleep. He awakened a while later, startled, to find his roommate, Dennis, kneeling beside his bed. And so, unsure of what was going on, he quickly sat up and automatically... the Floors are cold there. He places his slippers every night so he can just slide his feet right into them. Well, that morning he, he sat up out of bed and slid his feet, but it wasn't his slippers that were there. It was a bowl of warm water. And silently, his roommate Dennis knelt before him and washed his feet. And, he, and, and Costia was still groggy from waking up, totally shocked, didn't say a word. And when Dennis had finished drying his feet with a towel, Kostya got up and went to the bathroom to get ready for the day. Well, Dennis and Kostya were with a group of other young people that were visiting Andy in his apartment one Sabbath. And that's when this story came out. Apparently, they were talking as a group, sharing memories of some of their first communions. 
And communion to people that haven't been doing it for a long time is a new experience, something that's not something they understand. And, and so, so they were sharing some of their personal experiences of their first communions. Well, this hadn't been Dennis and Costia's first communion by any means, but Costia said, as they told the story, that that was the moment that I realized what communion really meant. It means forgiveness and humility. And so Andy asked Dennis, being the journalist that he is, you know, he questions people, he asked Dennis what prompted him to wash his roommate's feet. And he said, well, I couldn't sleep that night. And so I got up and I started to read my Bible. And while I was doing that, I decided to apologize by washing my roommate's feet the next morning. And, and he knew Costia's regular pattern. He knew that he woke up, he hit his snooze button. And so when that happened, Dennis got up went to the bathroom and filled a bowl full of hot water and came back, put the bowl in the spot, moved the slippers aside, put the bowl there in that spot, and then knelt by his roommate's bed to pray until he woke up. And, and Dennis laughs, says it was quite a long wait because the, the, the water in the bowl had cooled significantly by the time that his roommate woke up. That wasn't my first communion, said Costia, but it was the first time that I understood what communion meant. The fact that our church includes foot washing in communion services is, is often quite a shock to people new to that idea. So I often get questions. Why? <laughs> Why do you do that? It's so uncomfortable. And my reply is usually, yeah, it is uncomfortable, isn't it? And that's precisely the point. It's precisely the point. What Jesus told us to do for each other, when, when he told us to do for each other what he did for his disciples that day, he knew very well that it would be uncomfortable for us to do. He knew that. In foot washing, Pride is forced into the back seat for a while. It's a humbling experience. It's humbling both for the one doing the washing and the one being washed, both ways. I don't think it's possible for two people to wash each other's feet and to not experience some sort of a positive effect on their relationship in one way or another. But we don't like discomfort. We don't like to be uncomfortable. And so when communion rolls around every quarter, we try to make it as comfortable for ourselves as we possibly can. For some, that means not showing up to church at all. That's the most comfortable thing. For others who didn't keep track and, and communion surprised them, it means slipping out between Sabbath school and church. That's the next most comfortable thing to do. If we do resolve to stay, the next most comfortable thing then is to skip the foot washing part. To just stay and wait for the rest of the program. But if you are going to participate in foot washing, then at least we choose the person that we are most comfortable 
washing their feet and having them wash ours. We, we want to find the most comfortable way for communion. Considering, though, that our discomfort is precisely the point of foot washing, I wonder how it might change our lives. If instead of making things as comfortable for ourselves as possible, if we tried the opposite. Ever think about that? What if we resolved not only to participate, but to find the person that makes us the most uncomfortable? That's just a question. Maybe there's a rift in the relationship. Maybe somebody's feet don't smell so good. Maybe something else. I don't know. But could it be, consider the possibility anyway, could it be that by willingly putting ourselves in an uncomfortable situation, that the blessing could be that much more? It's entirely possible. My guess is that Dennis and Kostya would say that that is true. Thank you for joining Pastor Jeff Scoggins today for Worship in Spirit and Truth. We would love to hear your thoughts about the program, and your financial support is also greatly appreciated so that we can continue bringing you these kinds of programs. Tell your friends they can find the program Spirit and Truth right here on this station. Stay tuned for contact information and more details from your local station to follow. Until next time, keep your mind fixed on Jesus. This is Pastor Jeff Scoggins. Thank you for listening to Spirit and Truth. Often listeners contact me or the station wanting to know how to get a copy of a specific program or more information. All of these programs are archived as podcasts, and many of them are on video as well. You can find relevant links at my website, www.scoggins.biz. You will also find books and Bible study resources there as well. So if you didn't get to hear one of these programs all the way through or missed one in a series, you can find it by visiting scoggins.biz. That's S-C-O-G-G-I-N-S dot B-I-Z.